0: Hi, everyone. I'm Ikreshi Tachima, your host for the New Books Network. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Rebecca Bernard to talk about her collection of short stories, Our Sister Who Will Not Die, published by Mad Creek Books, an imprint of Ohio State Press. The book came out in 2022. This short story collection is the 2021 winner of nonfiction prize by The Journal. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Sure, thanks so much for having me, Ekra. Yeah, so my name is Rebecca Bernard, and currently I'm an assistant professor at Angelo State University in the English department uh, in San Angelo, Texas. And I am primarily a fiction writer, but I also um, have published some essays as well. And uh, yeah, I guess that's
0: about it. Thank you. Uh, How would you introduce or describe this collection of stories to our audience? Yeah. So the stories are
1: all thematically linked um, and they're really exploring these kinds of questions of um, why humans, why people do sort of brutal things and how we can come to kind of understand the complexities behind more um, difficult human behavior. So um, each story is kind of exploring some of the more unsavory parts of, of humanity and is sort of a means to find, is in our capacity to find empathy for people. So for example, um, one of the stories is about a man who committed patricide as a teenager, and then he ends up getting released from prison on parole and uh, he starts dating again, right? Um, or another story uh, is about a man who is uh, physically violent with his partner um, so that is, um, and as he meant it, and it kind of, you know, I mean, he's, it, so it's, so it's really looking at characters who, not that we want to forgive them for their behaviors, but how much can we kind of understand them and, and how much can we find empathy for them, despite, you know, the ways in which they, um, you know, have wronged others.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where the strength of your stories lies, too, because it doesn't only ask us to understand these characters. It also gives the reader a chance to test their own humanity in a way in situations that most of the time people don't think about or they don't encounter on a regular basis. So in that way, your subject matter or themes are unusual. Uh, For example, like thinking about difficult situations in the first state or in the family. Um, so you managed to keep the focus on the emotional turmoil or conflict that arises out of these events and not the events themselves, um, which can be a challenging thing to do. How do you deal with that in your stories?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I think a big part of it for me is, is not sort of glorifying these sorts of like acts um but instead trying to understand like the psychology right so for me especially like so for example with for within the family which is the first story in the collection um it's about a mother who has lost her husband and sort of as she goes through the pretty intense grieving process she and her son develop this relationship which is you know ends up being potentially inappropriate um and so when i was writing it i was thinking you know i didn't want to write a story with like about incest necessarily right but I wanted to explore like how could I how could I come to understand why why something like that could happen right um not in any way again to like forgive or excuse but really just to kind of understand the psychology like I truly believe you know that as human beings um, we're all sort of capable of things we might not kind of think about um, and that you know fortunately for most of us, we won't end up doing. But I think it's interesting to kind of work through that psychology. So for me, it's not about the sort of salaciousness of um, of what someone's done, but trying to understand like what would lead someone to do this, right? Um, and I guess like a big influence for me in writing the book was um, I just started the PhD. And prior to that, I, I taught um, at a men's prison in Kentucky. And It was like one of the best teaching experiences of my life. Um, I really just enjoyed working with the men. Um, And of course, like when you're teaching, you have no idea what anyone has done. Like you don't know why they're there, Um, but it was a maximum security facility. And so most of the people were there for things like murder or rape or, and it just made me think about how I think we want to sometimes dismiss people as being like evil or monsters because they commit these sort of acts um, and so, for me, the stories are about not the acts themselves, but trying to understand who is the human behind them—that you know—that we could come to understand and like see as a person.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of your characters and the way you think these characters. Um, It's like in difficult situations, characters themselves are people who are experiencing extraordinarily difficult or unusual emotional situations. How did you figure and write these characters' interiorities in your stories?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I guess the thing is like, I'll admit I'm not, although in, in other works, like in the novel that I'm working on, I have done a little bit more research in terms of psychology. Um, a lot of this here was me sort of just sort of piecing through um, in that sort of emotional way um, I really think that even if we have sort of like um, I guess I guess I, I'm i a believer in that emotions are the thing that sort of unite us and ties us together as people right um, I always thinking of this story my sister was a in one of her training when she was becoming a social worker she worked at a um, a psychiatric hospital uh for where people were um, who had committed for people who had committed crimes, so it was like a essentially a psychiatric like prison facility. Um, and this idea of early on, I mean, when she was like trying to figure out how to co- connect to her to the people, right? She was like, you know, if we don't share the same kind of perception of the world, like, how can we relate? And and one of her supervisors, something said something about like this idea that you know the emotions are the same, the fear is the same, right? So even if like there's this kind of difference in what we perceive to be real it doesn't matter because the underlying emotions like are things that we all kind of experience and can understand um so for me a lot of it is sort of working through you know if like how can i make those emotions real and then how can i kind of follow the route of where they would take me um and that idea of interiority i think is really big um especially like when you're looking at something like i mean i think like when we are trying to get close to someone um you know, I'm thinking about like Humbert Humbert, right? I think he's a great example. The novel puts us so intimately with him and in his thoughts, right? So there becomes this kind of, you know, culpability of the reader that we are so close to them that we're experiencing the world as they experience it. Um, and I think within that interiority, you know, showing us he's aware of sort of the violence that he's perpetrated, right? Um, which then allows us to feel like, okay, we can we can start to understand this person because he's kind of admitting to things. Um, Not sure if I'm totally getting all on the right track there. But essentially, you know, I guess that idea of like trying to piece puzzle to kind of parse through, like if I was in the situation, how would I feel and, and what is that feeling like and how can I make that like emotionally honest?
0: Yeah, that's true. And that is, I think, one of the most challenging things about writing stories or writing fiction, like imagining yourself in that situation or just imagining these characters doing any number of things, which I think you do very impressively in this collection. Um, what was the most difficult story or the character for you to write? You know,
1: um, I think in some ways the title story or what became the title story, um, Our Sister Who Will Not Die, because this is just stylistically, it, it's, um, it's like a chorus of voices. Um, so sort of differentiating the voices I think was difficult. And I mean, it's a story where it's like a family is like gathering together around their sister who is dying. Um, And so I guess having that sort of just, just stylistically for me, I mean, it was, it was sort of difficult to have that many kind of long monologue type speeches. And in some ways it almost feels like play-like to me, Um, you know, and then I guess another story that I spent a while on in in terms of revision and things was the, um, the longest story we've disappeared. and that's one that i kind of just i think it took me a while to kind of figure out um the angle that i wanted to take with it um and it was one where the sort of psychology because essentially it's it's a it's a it's a man it's a it's a boy who ends up kind of enabling his friend's drug use um and i think i think that was one where i I had to spend a fair amount of time. So a lot of them were more, I mean, I would say like the difficulty kind of came in with just sort of that, that, you know, that kind of sense of like, am I getting it right? Or is it, is the arc making sense enough? Is the, is that kind of stuff believable?
0: Right. Yeah. So my next question is what is your favorite story from this collection and I know a lot of people don't like this question because it's you know like difficult to choose between your own work and in my own experience I feel like the latest thing that I have read or the latest thing that I have written I usually just kind of like end up being very excited about that and it's not like necessarily you know what I think then after that like retrospectively the best thing but still is there any story that you would choose as your favorite yeah That's funny i definitely
1: i feel the same way i'm like oh like it's always the most recent thing has the most like shine to it and that's what's weird is that these stories are now i mean i wrote them like you know five six years ago at this point um because i wrote them in the beginning of my coursework and yeah i mean i think the, the go-to one that i kind of think of is the pleasures of television um which i actually ended up doing another sort of revision after than the version that's in the book, um, when it was published in Shenandoah. But I mean, that one for me, I think I just like felt the most strongly about the character. Um, I think also, I think it was the last story that I wrote. It was just like one of those voices that's just like all of a sudden, you know, in your head. And I was actually, I remember like being, getting my oil change and like, like watching this woman who couldn't see me and being like, Oh, like this is reality TV. It's like watching people when they don't know you're there. And so it just, I mean, it was a very fun story to write. And then also, I mean, that was also one that took a couple of year years, like I wrote it and then it needed revision. And it, I'd say I ended up revising it a, a few, a few years later um, in a more substantial way. But I, I guess for me, like I like that one because the voice, but then also just like the tenderness of the friendship. Like I feel like they're sweet and life is hard for them. And probably will be hard.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco
1: for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go
0: to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's true. I think like that story then um us of television, and it resonates with a, with me or like you know other people as well for that same reason because you know like people watching is such a joyful thing To do in a way, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that story yeah. like, it only gives you room to do that, but also kind of like gives you a chance to reflect over that experience, which I think is a very common experience, um, especially nowadays, right? Like with the rise of uh, video logs or blogs these days, where people just basically like capture their personal life and then like everybody else, you know, like watches that. So that's super interesting,
1: yeah. We do have a, I don't know, it's and also like the whole like parasocial thing, I think, is really interesting
0: yeah you know
1: the ways that yeah but in some ways I mean what they're doing is just sort of illegal but 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 it's more fresh right it's more real like I don't know I have a friend who works on Real Housewives and I mean everything is so it's just artificial like he's like a story editor meaning like in post they make the stories you know so there is no such the real reality tv is like the lives we're living I guess
0: right yeah definitely super cool to think about Um, so some of these stories as you already you know kind of like been discussing the details of them they have difficult characters in difficult situations and also kind of like you know put you or put the reader in that area where they have to Think about their choices either way, like if they choose to empathize with a character, or if they choose not to empathize with a character, or you know if the story incites these emotions in them automatically, them without having to look, you know, like rationally side with a person or like not side with a person. Um, so. I think these stories does have the potential to incite very strong emotions in people. Your characters aren't the most easily lovable people, and some people might find it hard to empathize with them as well. Um, do you experience that, or feel that, or like did you ever receive that kind of feedback?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I think it's. In- I mean, it's interesting, right? So the one with the woman who kind of. I mean, not to give anything away, but you know, is a little, maybe too close with their son. I remember in workshop that kind of sense of like, some people aren't going to want to read this story. Right. Um, and obviously it's the first story in the collection. So I guess it's kind of like, Hey, <laughs> um, but then, I mean, I think the main thing that I feel is kind of like um, that, of course I like it, it worries me that anyone would think that I'm like condoning these things right i mean i think when i think about the ones like the one where the guy like kind of beats up on his girlfriend i think i think there's like a precarity right in saying like hey like i want to know like what he thinks when in some ways we've only come we've only just begun to sort of deal with the sort of inequities in gender and in violence and stuff like that you know i mean so like um or there's one about a boy who has sort of committed a um a school shooting right and i think again it's like i worry i mean there's a part of me that's afraid that someone could read that story and think that i'm trying to speak for for school shooters in general or anything like that and i mean i guess that that's my sort of biggest concern is that for me these are these are stories where i'm asking people to think about one particular you know permutation of a person right like they're not nothing in this collection to me feels like it's meant to stand in for for the, for a type of person, but I, I see them each as like individual characters, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Um, I mean, I guess the other thing is like, I think, you know, as a culture, yeah. I mean, I do think that there's this desire to like have clear definitions of like good and evil and criminal. And, and I do also think that I'm someone who's maybe on the pretty far spectrum in terms of like my thoughts about whether or not this idea of criminality exists. I mean, I think, from like developmental, you know, reasons like environment, and then like genetics, and like I mean, I'm also someone who believes that like a lot of what we do is you know, kind of comes down to our like neurology, and I guess, I guess I'm not, I guess, I guess what I should say is this: like, I definitely don't expect anyone to for this to be their cup of tea, um, but I would hope that in some instances, you know, maybe it could make some of them think just a little bit more complexly about. About people, right? Because I think I guess like my my feeling is that when we only see people in these kind of black and white terms, then um, we miss out on the on the chance to like actually solve the problem, right? So, and I guess a final example, like in in one of the stories, it's about a young man who's like attracted to children, and he's not acting; he's like doing everything in his power not to act. And I mean, I think in actual society, this is a real kind of issue where we have something like pedophilia, which is so. So demonized, and of course, I mean, obviously, it should be demonized because it causes you know irreparable harm to the people, but at the same time, when there's so much stigma attached to it that people can't seek help or they're not allowed to seek help, then it seems like the problem is just going to keep getting it's going to keep happening, right? I guess is my thought, right? So, I think sometimes it's like if we if we don't look at the scary things and address them, then they are only just going to keep happening. But I don't know if that's a little too dicey. <laughs> just
0: to and, and they highlight the complexity of human character in a way, which I think is a true thing. Like it is not easy to understand the human nature and definitely just inviting people to think about the complexity of different human actions and the reasons behind them is um, definitely kind of like a key to making a better world in some ways. How do you think readers should approach these stories?
1: Well, um, I mean, I'm honored anyone read them. You know, I think that's the strangest part about the first book is thinking that anyone's actually going to read it. Um, and maybe they will. Um, uh, you know, I want readers to, I don't know. I think that's a tough question. I guess like as they as they would approach it like i think it's up to i mean i feel like writing is such a subject uh, reading is such a subjective thing right like what one person likes what's going to connect to you um you know the more the older i mean the more i read the more i feel that way right there's so few things that are sort of universally like loved um but i guess like you know that that these people i mean that i love my characters i mean so uh I guess if they if they wanna read them they should I don't know. I guess that's I don't know how to answer that question because how should they approach it? I don't know. Maybe it's like how about death how about death of the author?
0: <laughs> like don't right. worry about me. <laughs> do it, do what you're gonna do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Come with an open mind, read the story, think what you're gonna think, read. Yeah. Then read you know,
1: give me a review on Goodreads and Amazon.
0: <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> I can
1: boost my numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good approach to take to the story. <laughs> um, thank Quantity you so much. Quality. For-
1: yeah.
0: Yes, thank you so much for joining us and talking about your short story collection. Uh, These are some really wonderful stories. I had a great time reading them, and I hope more of our uh, listeners, they go get the book and read these stories. Uh, The collection includes some stories that... um, include a man recently released from prison, returning to the dating scene and struggling to find the right time to reveal his long past murder conviction. Another story is about a grieving mother who considers her own role in her son's death. Um, Another story is about a boy who enables the destructive addiction of a person he's in love with. And um, a story deals with a dog who witnesses his owner's violent acts and begins to sweat. Um so um I think these stories will be a great read for anybody who is interested in human nature and why or how human act certain things. So go buy the book, give it a read and give Rebecca some good reviews on Amazon. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Ekra. And they don't they don't have to be good reviews, they can just be reviews.